1: This show is an encore presentation of the Faith Middleton Fooch Moose. Hope you enjoy this second helping. I got that sunshine in my pocket. got that good soul in my feet. I feel that hot blood in my body when it drops. It's the Faith Middleton Food Schmooze Party. We are so glad to sit at the table with you. And what a show we have for you this time. Coming up in uh, a later segment, the storied bars of New York. Now, if you're someone who's wanted to go into New York or goes into New York all the time... There are bars that are filled with the most amazing stories in history and cocktail makers who will dazzle you. That's the history of New York. And they have such a legacy that the owners just keep hiring great people. What we have in terms of great people is Delia Cabe. And she has come in to see us from Boston. She's done this book, Storied Bars of New York. Filled with the same sense that I have where you go in and you saw where Hemingway sat and where this one sat <laughs> and um, E.B. White, what did he say and what did he drink and what did he do? We go to all these places and they are the most amazing experiences because the cocktail makers are still phenomenal. So we have her joining us in just a little bit. We're going to talk some romance. We have recipes. We have cocktails. We have everything for you on the Food Schmooze to have a good time because really that's our MO, right? I mean, life is something out there. So we think, uh, see if you can get as much party as you can. My buddies are with me. So we have Chris Prosperi, Who's chef and co-owner of Metro Beast Restaurant in Simsbury, Connecticut? We have Mark Raymond, our wine broker, who lives in Wethersfield, Connecticut. Our senior producer, Robin Doyon Aiken. Hey, everybody! Hey, hey. hey. What's right, let's go. Let's let's get at this. Yeah. Can we talk before? In just a few minutes, we're going to get to a very fabulous cocktail for you to serve. To someone special coming into your home, and it's from that book I mentioned, "Storied Bars of New York." But right now, I want to talk for a second about what does this romance business mean? For some people, it would be run out uh, and get a little bit of caviar or trout roe or a little crumb fraiche and crackers. That's how it has to start. What about you two? <laughs> For love simply because you need
2: So for me, my wife, you know, we met at a restaurant where you know, we were working together and it's been it's all about been about food and wine.
3: Right as the stars we under Oh isn't anyone?
4: For us, too. My my husband, Steve, and I, we didn't meet over food. We met at school. But as old married people now, we connect and reconnect over food and wine. You know, to us, a burger can be romantic. Uh, My husband and I are big believers in having a date night once a month, most months, when we can swing it. We ask Steve's parents to babysit, and we go out to dinner in Hartford or New Haven. We see a show, maybe at the Bushnell or College Street Music Hall, Um, and we start the evening with a glass of wine. We put our phones away. What's more romantic than someone who puts his or her phone away to focus on you? And we relish the hours where we have few responsibilities. The great therapist Esther Perel always says that responsibility is a notorious killer of romance and a romantic life. So that's why we plan out our date nights. I look forward to them all month long, and I encourage all married people out there to keep going on dates with each other. It makes all the difference in the world. It it doesn't have to be fancy or expensive. A little food, a little wine.
1: You feel like you reconnect. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So um, here's the thing. If you are having couples, singles, it doesn't matter for whatever reason, whether it's Valentine's Day or just a nice weekend with friends. We turn to a book we're going to get to later in the show in an in-depth way. It's called Storied Bars of New York. I love this book. It's where literary luminaries go to drink. Through the decades, and I'm someone who, you know, majored in literature, and so I I care so much about this and did what the author did, which was to go to visit all the places where all these greats were, you know, the Algonquin Round Table with Dorothy Parker and all these people. Um, so anyway, I had a ball with this book, and plus there are great recipes in here. I, so I asked um, Delia Cabe, the author of the book, to jump in early with us right now and come up with a cocktail that would be wonderful to share with your group of people for any party, for Valentine's Day, for your, if it's just a, a twosome, if it's for a crowd, we don't care, couples, couple singles, whatever, everybody's welcome at the food table. So Delia, welcome to the show. It's so hey. great to have you. Thank you. Glad to be here. Uh, so you chose something. Tell us where this is from and about the recipe.
3: Okay. A lot of you are familiar with the Cosmo. The Cosmo had its birthplace at the Odeon in Tribeca in Manhattan, and they have decided to bring it into the 21st century. So what you can do is, if all your girlfriends or anybody else who likes the Cosmo, you can introduce them to the ginger martini. The ginger martini has its muddled ginger in a shaker. You add citron vodka, Cointreau, fresh lemon juice, and some simple syrup and some fresh orange juice just about a quarter ounce of fresh orange juice it's
1: got to be fresh so. yes it's got to be mm. fresh
3: you might even try since it's valentine's day maybe blood orange juice and oh, yeah. you fill the fill the shaker with ice add those ingredients shake it and strain it into a martini glass and so you'll have a little bit of a spicy kick to your with the ginger so it might add mm. some, um, nice. maybe that'll add some sparkle. Mm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, so, I like that. So, yeah, me too. So I'm going
1: to add some English on the ball because I just I think this is a great recipe. Oh yeah. And you know if somebody's doing a dinner party and having a lot of people come in and you want to hand somebody a drink, this is a great one. Mm-hmm. So I would just encourage you, you know, for the following things. Absolutely, it's got to be fresh ginger. So no no ground ginger, people. Yes. Don't worry about how much you're spending. You know, some people can spend more, some people can spend less. Um, Cointreau, uh, everybody can, can get their hands on that. Fresh lemon juice, it's got to be fresh. Don't go squeezing any plastic objects. <laughs> um, it's, so simple syrup is, for people who aren't familiar with this, it's just one-to-one, one part sugar, one part water and um, you heat it up slightly in a little saucepan and the sugar melts you let it cool down. You put it in a container, and it can sit in the refrigerator, bread right, crisp forever. For, forever. Forever. Yeah. And then you squeeze it in one of those little hot dog, you know, <laughs> mustard or ketchup things. Yes. You do squeeze it. Yep. it into things. Yep. You could squeeze it into your iced tea in yep. the summertime. Mm-hmm. You just squeeze a little bit of that in. And again, they were all telling you fresh orange juice yeah. is a must. The best. Now, so Delia was talking about shake it up in a container. So... We have a, a, a saying on the food schmooze, which is shake it till it's too cold to hold.
3: Right, yeah. exactly. Times. At least I hate when I see bartenders shake oh. a cocktail for about, they just do a cursory shake. Thank you. And <laughs> and then my gimlet arrives <gasps> lukewarm.
0: No. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The worst. Yeah.
3: <laughs> yes. It's favorite. Yeah. Yes. Mine too. Mine too. But it too. has to be, you want
0: to ice skate on top.
3: Exactly. Yes. Right? With you those want to see a little ice yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And yeah. Gatsby likes um the at at the Cafe Loop in in the village in Greenwich Village. He likes that they bring they make the martini at the table. Oh, so they So, pour so it's right really there. cold. Wow. Yeah. Yes. Uh-huh. chilled uh-huh. glass, right? Yes, exactly. Exactly. Yep. You want this to taste like arctic. Yeah. You know, you, like oh, you yeah. just licked a glacier. Yeah. But it's tasty. Oh, I like that. I like you.
1: Okay. All right. So this is Delia Cave. You got a taste of her right now. The storied bars of New York, and she's coming up uh, later on in the show. But if we say something, and you have you know have something to add, I want you to jump in, okay? Because we've okay. got plenty to talk with you about when your book comes up. All right. So I was thinking about what makes when we say romantic. I think we mean meals of pleasure, uh-huh. so it doesn't matter whether people are you know romantically linked, if they're single, if they're you're just giving people food that you think brings pleasure, really, that's the whole game. so I thought, what would be if you're making dinner for one or several people, what would be the kind of basic combos where you don't have to go crazy, but they have a kind of richness to them. And mine, I've already confessed that mine starts with some kind of roe and creme fraiche mm-hmm. and, you know, whatever. So I thought, well, filet mignon, it doesn't happen to be my cut of beef. Mm-hmm. My, my cut of beef would be a ribeye. Yeah. But it's not necessarily that healthy for you. So I thought, you know what? Everybody loves filet mignon. So let's pretend it's that. And you did something so simple, a sweet potato mash. You know, sweet potatoes. Just mash them up, put something in them, and then maybe some sautéed wild mushrooms. Yeah, a, a chocolate dessert. Of course, I, I mean it has to be. It has to be a chocolate yeah. dessert, or a couple squares of dark chocolate if you're being mm. a little bit careful. Oh, yes, because yeah. you have to be for whatever. with port.
0: Yeah, and you share the chocolate, oh. right? Oh, yeah. You want
1: port, yeah. Delia? <laughs> yes. Okay. Okay. Then I thought another one. What gives pleasure and its texture in the mouth? So a kind of uh, crispy outside. How about chicken under a brick? That's why mm. everybody orders that at a restaurant. With I'm bringing back the sweet potato mash because I thought that's healthy and it's absolutely delicious. Oh, yeah. And maybe some roasted fennel this time. Huh. I like fennel. You know, mm-hmm. just chop up some fennel and put it in a roasting mm-hmm. pan with some olive oil. I have to draw the line at fennel.
2: Oh! <laughs> <laughs> I love I, roasted fennel. I, 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 don't like I, any, I don't
3: like anything with an anise taste to it.
2: Oh. Uh, well, well it's true. Some people, people yeah. really
3: don't like it. They I are. love
2: would the you... sweet potatoes. I I, yeah. t- it's I tweak got got your that color uh, too. That right that pops off the plate.
1: Yeah, it's delicious. I, I would
2: tweak that, um, that filet mignon just a little bit. I I'd, I'd crust it with maybe a little bit of cocoa, Ooh, right, yeah. or maybe coffee. And then mm-hmm. on the side dish, I'd scratch the potatoes, and I would make some sort of lobster risotto, maybe with a little oh, asparagus. I'm with you. Uh, yes. I'm coming you over. Know? And now I'm, I'm thinking, house. okay, it, this doesn't have to be an obscene plate, just a little bit of each, mm-hmm. right? And then I'm putting a nice sparkling wine on the table, right? Could be prosecco, could be cava.
0: could be champagne. It's Listen, I want to. I want to uh, put a vote in to follow Mark Raymond on Facebook because secretly <laughs> I have been, and the past couple of weeks he's been posting this oh, food, stop. these food Literally shots not. that I'm like oh. sitting at home with like a bowl of cereal. It's the end of the night. You are and, never and I'm sitting <laughs> at home with a bowl <laughs> of cereal. And, and Mark's got a pork chop that looks so beautiful with this with this rosé sitting but behind you know, it.
1: Here's the thing. This is. Instagram, right? This mm-hmm. is Instagram mm-hmm. world where everything looks so gorgeous, and you don't—you don't almost need
3: to eat it. You just, <laughs> just need to look. I, I am
0: at satisfied it. with your Facebook page.
3: <laughs> you know that—that that sounds serical. like quality food porn, right there. Yeah, that, so, yeah. Totally food porn. <laughs> totally.
2: That's what we've gotten to. So, Friends um, just absolutely and I am love it.
3: So happy to
1: come over.
0: <laughs>
4: Mark. We will be your Valentine. You know, we don't live
0: that far away, you know. When you're making that, food. listen. As you
4: said before, <laughs> with, with, it's with you it's and friends. beautiful Mary. It's everybody,
2: you know, it, is romance like, is not just between two people. It no could way. be through. Well, maybe I should <laughs> <No>. stop there. <laughs> Maybe I should stop.
0: (laughs) No,
1: they are just a beautiful couple in every way. Mark is a – God, he's a handsome guy. Okay, the the two of them. I'm just crazy about them and their kids. All right, here we go. So we were um, running around and looking up, as we always do, in all kinds of venues. Uh, It could be radio. It could be television. It could be literature. Um, Instagram, YouTube, whatever it is. We've been looking up things to find and what might be fun. And I found something in Canada that will I, – I mean, really, it made my mouth water. I think there's a chance it's going to make your mouth water.
4: Was it the Canadian president? Whoa. Whoa. Speaking of romance.
2: Hey, no. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm pumped.
1: You know, he is uh.
4: Yeah, easy He's a on the eyes. Yeah. Very,
3: very
1: interesting <laughs> man. Yeah, I've been watching. I mean, this makes me sound so unromantic, but I've been watching his policies like a hawk. And, um, I mean, obviously, he is easy on the eyes. His wife looks like this fabulous person, but I'm just. You think they trade? (laughs) policies are very interesting. Yes, I think they trade ideas. (laughs) Okay, so we're going to get to that. But there is something in Canada that they make that I have never heard about before, and I am a real Canada fan. So I can't wait to tell you about that. That's coming right up. And don't forget, we have the author of Storied Bars of New York. You're going to hear about advice about cocktails, but going into New York from our region – and you may be listening from New York, but this um, applies to you too. These are the bars that are so much fun to go in in terms of history. When I was thinking about when I was in Nice, Delia, and I went into the home of one of the great painters, and here I was going with my hand up the staircase, and I thought, my feet are on his footsteps and my hand is on his railing exact same railing exact same footsteps it's like that being in these bars more moth watering conversation and fun ahead on the faith middleton food schmooze i hope you will make a charitable contribution to feed the hungry and we're online now at foodschmooze.org and we'll be right back It's the Faith Middleton Food Schmooze. We are so glad to spend time with you. It's a party on the show, as you can probably tell. I'm with my glorious food buddies. I'm madly in love with them. And there's Chris Prosperi of Metro Beast Restaurant in Simsbury, Connecticut. Mark Raymond, our wine broker who lives in Weathersfield, and Robin Doyen Aiken, who is senior producer and lives in Cheshire, and our special guest who's coming up in a big way in our next segment, Delia Cabe. She's author of Storied Bars of New York. All of this is on our website, foodschmooze.org. And Delia is going to bring up a kind of restaurant when it's her turn in just a few minutes that you might recognize where they kind of know you walking in the door and you feel so good about that and the food is good enough and uh, there's something that feels like home about this place. And we want you to talk with us on Facebook. If there is a place for you like that uh, in our region, we wanna know what that is. We'll tell you about that when that happens. Okay, right now, I promised you that I would tell you about this thing going on in Canada that's been going on forever, and I didn't know about this. So hmm. here's what it is. Um, I saw an article. I wouldn't have known about it, hadn't been for the New York Times. Um, and Sarah Bonestell did this story in January, and she said apparently the butter tart in Canada – I I just went kind of wild when I saw this. They have butter tart festivals in Canada. Oh, Oh. send me the dates. Oh, my God. How have I been
0: missing this? Like, wait a minute.
1: So here you're asking, it's a pastry that's filled with brown sugar and butter and egg.
4: Yeah. So think of this tart as being similar to any custard-based pie as opposed to uh, some buttery thing. The picture in the Times looks kind of like if you've ever seen or made that old southern um, chess pie. That's also a dessert with very few ingredients, butter being, you know, the main one. And the chess pie is flavored or can be flavored with lemon and nutmeg and, or cinnamon or, you know, any of the warm spices. Uh, it's really a blank canvas. And apparently Canadians have their own version of this. As with anything, like the
1: donut... Really, it's the same as a joke. There are places that do it so well. Mm -hmm. There you go. So I'm just saying look out for, if you're going to Canada, and a lot of people do, look out for the butter tart. And if you are from Canada and happen to be in our region listening or listening online worldwide, I need you to bring the butter tart here. (laughs) Sorry. You are invited. <laughs> yes. You need to bring in here is... into Boston. We okay? need to find some right. recipes and try this.
0: Yes, right. This I, sounds yeah. so amazing. I
1: mean, we could make our own. Like Chris, your father's yeah, shortbread is a knockout, uh-huh.
2: and that's essentially we, we could a butter tart. Him could we assign could him this? could assign this? him this. But why don't we just right. next
0: give you sure please? bread? Well, no, well, I think maybe giving him this would be something new, right? <laughs> I'm, I'm going to have to ask him when I see him this weekend if he's ever heard of the Butter Dark. Yeah. Okay. Uh, my
4: people are Canadian and they yeah, have never heard right? of this. They've been giving me meat <gasps> pies all this time. Yeah, right? What's up with yeah. that?
0: <laughs> but they did hold... give us poutine. Yeah, that's right. <laughs>
4: okay. okay. <laughs> take that to yeah, your father.
0: I will take, take this today. They, it, it, well, it wasn't the times. He might have – he reads this like the Bible, so I mean – I was there last Sunday and his face was buried in the – sunday times
1: yeah he probably says oh the butter tart is yeah. really only so and so but yeah, still we'll it's the, that's yeah. okay you bring <laughs> it in anyway. yeah we
0: bring it anyway
1: but don't you think though i mean honestly a butter tart how much texture is in it that's what i'm wondering <sighs> about you know a <gasps> shortbread has are we talking layers yeah that's what mm-hmm. i'm thinking
0: is it croissant flaky Right? That's, what I'm, That's what I'm wondering.
1: No, it's custard more like custard. Like. Custard. custard, yeah. like. custard. Oh. So where is the little crispy, crunchy? Where is that? That's in shortbread. Mm. Careful, people. Careful. Right. Well, the we'll Stots, find out. The Stots we The some... would go to war over mm-hmm. this, I think. Mm-hmm. I think research is, in,
0: in, is needed here. Much research. Much research. So mm-hmm.
1: so here's the thing. We have Delia Cape here from Boston. And she's done this Storied Bars of New York. The Boston people are still asking Why? Um, <laughs> 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 no, they're not, because New York is New York. <laughs> I'm just right. joking around. All right, but um, everywhere people are, I love to ask them this question. Where do you go where you kind of feel like people know you a tiny bit, and you feel at home, the food is just good enough? Cozy, everybody's cozy. got a place like this. Cozy, you know, the, yeah. Maybe it's you call it the neighborhood hangout. Yeah. I don't know what you call it. Do you have one? I do. You don't want to You tell know, us. I live <laughs> in I live in two places. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I live on the North Fork of Long Island, and I live in Connecticut. And mostly toward the weekends, on North Fork, yeah. and and I don't have a place like this there. But I do have places like this in Connecticut. Of course, Quite yeah, a number. I know your places. Yeah. yeah. Okay, but I want to know what deal you came. Where, where do you go for that place?
3: Ilkisal in Belmont, Massachusetts. It's a How far small- is that from it's a town adjacent to Cambridge. It's 20 minutes to downtown Boston. I've gotten to know the whole family. It's all these sons and their hairdresser. Aww. Their father is a hairdresser a few doors down. Oh, And that's he's awesome. done my hair. He used to do Mitt Romney's hair too. The neighborhood. Um, <laughs> so, but yes, yeah, so it's in a converted firehouse. It's Italian family. And they've brought from their region of Italy. I don't know where it is, but it's sort of like mm-hmm. – Farmish. <laughs> is that a word, yeah, farmish? Yeah, sure. so, Yes, um, issues
1: is on the end of everything. Now. Yes,
3: exactly, exactly. So they have a gorgeous bar. They still have yeah. the old brass pole, uh, but they moved it. Yeah. They have risottos. And whenever I, we, my husband and I go oh, in there, yeah. it does help that my husband and I met across the street at a Starbucks. Oh, so this that's is how we. That's how we met. Oh, but so across the street, we go there. They always have risotto. They always have calamari with fried wheels of, of lemon, so that the the lemon is caramelized on the edges. Mm. Um, and they change it seasonally to adapt for it. So they have, they always have some fish, some chicken, some veal, and then various pastas. And they have the mainstay, with is the bolognese sauce. They have really good. Now I'm forgetting those risotto balls. Oh, arancini. Rights, but... arancini, arancini, yeah, yes, they have those. them in the petite size, oh, not so the you could just golf pop ball. Them. Yeah. yes, not the golf That's ball what I size. Like
0: too. I don't like mm. where you have the knife
4: and fork. So yes,
3: exactly. Pop, pop them. So it's it's oh, really it's really sweet oh, and, I'm go. and exactly. <laughs> and Belmont Center is a sweet town because they have that restaurant. They're going to be opening up a pub, the same family across the street. So they're going to be serving hamburgers, and I can't wait because I'm just thinking if they could do that with what they do with meatballs is just so good. I want their hamburgers. What do they do? They have two kinds. One is with veal and beef, the typical, and, and there's pork. very moist. And then there's another one with pork, but they're both very delicious. One comes with a tomato sauce. The other one comes with a reduction sauce.
0: Oh, you sold me. Let's oh, go. Yeah. <laughs> Just Road for a meatballs. Yeah. Yes. Really love good meatballs. Yeah. Yes. So, so, I think everyone needs a place like can, that. Can
1: I ask you right now on Facebook, because we would love to start a conversation with you about this. Where is the place that you go where we don't even care what some restaurant reviewer would say coming in the place. We, we care about that it's, it's your place and that you feel recognize their mutual appreciation. You appreciate them, they appreciate you. And the food is good enough to pass muster, and the atmosphere just feels so welcoming. Where is that place for you? So go to Faith Middleton Food Schmooze on Facebook. Faith Middleton Food Schmooze, S-C-H like school, M-O-O like the cows Tell us about those places, okay? Because, um... You want to let other people know you might see some friends there in the in the coming days. You want to let people know and um, we 'd like to know too because yeah. i like I think our philosophy is we like to celebrate that you know as much as we like to celebrate some five star restaurant.
0: Yeah. I have one and I've been going for a little while now and every time I think about going out, it doesn't – it's sort of weird because you get into this like routine almost. But it's not just the food. It's how you feel when you walk in the door. You feel like welcome home and it's Park and Oak in West Hartford and it's a place that does chicken and waffles and you would love this, Faith, with a bourbon syrup. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Over good. the top. Have you had it? I've been there. It's yeah. just and it's very simple food. But it's something about the feeling you get when you're sitting in there mm-hmm. and the owner knows you and knows everybody. Exactly. And it's just like you get hugged when you walk in the door and that's not in every restaurant anymore. And so when you I find like one, that. it is special. So park and Oak West Hartford. See yeah. what we're getting at? Please yeah. tell
1: us about your place like that. Like what Chris just described oh, yeah. and what what deal described yeah.
2: and I know exactly what, what
1: Mark and saying. Robin are about. Yeah. To to
4: describe.
1: Okay. All right, Mark, what do you got?
2: Oh boy, I think probably one of the simplest ones for me is just because it's right down the road is mm-hmm. uh, Costa del Sol, uh, yeah, in in the south end of Hartford, and it's on Wethersfield Ave. And yeah, you know, I've known the family for so long. I walk in, and you know, I get hugs and kisses from everybody. They set me up, and they know exactly what I want for an order. Yeah. You know, the before I can even say it, there's a there's a plate of. Uh, on the table for me and a glass of wine and then from You're there it's just running. yeah yeah and there's generally quite a few people that, you know, I run into that I know from the neighborhood or
1: How long have they been there? For I used to ever. go there over 20
2: when years. Was in hard yeah. Work. yeah. I think they're oh, working more. on 25, yeah. maybe 30. I was going to say
0: uh, maybe 30. Maybe 30. Yeah. Right, Chris? Yeah, yeah I'd say yeah. 30 because yeah. Yeah. I was going there a long time. And the
4: Robin,
1: food is so consistent. Robin, what do you what do you have? Do you have a place like that?
4: That's... Well, in my town, one of, similar to Mark right down the road is CJ Sparrow, and they sometimes get um accolades for their burgers. So that's what I get. First of all, there's a bar and I feel like every coach in town is at the bar and they all know each other (laughs) and you walk in and it's like oh there's the soccer coach, there's the lacrosse coach there's you know this guy, that guy and my husband grew up in Cheshire so he often will you know high five the guys they'll have a beer, it's a great spot for that but then also you can get a really great burger and you can bring your kids and they can be loud and no one gives you the stink eye. Mm. They have something there called the heart attack burger I do not get that one (laughs) I would. No, I don't get that one but I do get a really great gorg Zola burger there with sweet potato fries and, you know, that's nice. my neighborhood spot. I, I guess
1: mine would be um Le Petit Cafe in Brantford. Oh Brandford, yeah. On the, yeah. On the green That's got to be 20 plus uh-huh. years now too. Yeah, and you know it has to do with being close to my home, yeah. it has to do with loving the food and the family. Sure. Roy Ip and and Winnie Do and the kids Lo- right? loving the family, yeah. Lo- loving um Roy and and Winnie yeah. who's running the front of the house his wife. And also um, their son, Kevin.
0: And you know them from being kids to now, right? I,
1: I've known Kevin since he was up to my knees. And I used to play with him on the green across the street because Aww. I could yeah. see he was yeah. in helping yeah. his parents. Yeah. His, in fact, his... Yeah. his um, you know, like goofy handwriting is on a chalkboard Aww. on the wall saying, you know, hope you enjoy your dinner. Love, Kevin. Aww. Uh, Aww. You know, when he was a little guy, he's at Yale
0: now. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> now he's fast forward. What, college? What?
1: <laughs> <laughs> It's just—it's a wonderful, wonderful place, Mm -hmm. and they care about food. And And Roy is a magician in the kitchen. Yeah, he is, but I think the whole family cares that people have a good time there, and that's the feeling that you want to get. Agreed. I could name lots of other places, Mm -hmm. too, and maybe I will on future shows, but anyway, there you go. Neighborhood joints. I don't know why. I haven't found my neighborhood joint on the east end of Long Island yet. you You will. You can tell. We love the local on the show. We hope you do, too. It means so much to our communities and to us. I can't wait for this. We've been waiting all the show for this book, Storied Bars of New York. The cocktails, the stories, you're going to hear them all from our special guest, Delia Cabe, and we will be right back.
4: Start spreading the news, I'm leaving today, I want to be a part of it, New York, New York, start spreading the news.
1: I'm Faith Middleton, and you can listen to the Food Schmooze Party in Connecticut, Rhode Island, Massachusetts, and New York, including the east end of Long Island, Westchester County, of course, the Hamptons, We've got a seat at the table reserved for you. Our thing is we just enjoy connecting with you. And that's what happens when we have a guest, especially when we're lucky enough to have the guest travel to the studio. And Delia Cabe did that, came in from Boston, and she is author of a book I really love called Storied Bars of New York. And it's about where literary luminaries go to drink I suppose some today, too, right? So, Delia, I've already welcomed you to the show. I'm with Mark Raymond and Chris Prosperi and Robin doyon Aiken. by the way. I wanted to say that we share a soul because I've done exactly what you've done, read for years about the characters going off to... Elaines or EB White going here and there. I used to go to a bar in New York called Chumley's and right. which is in your book and you know a million great writers had been there and you have to walk down this kind of secret alleyway and it is so cool inside and now Chumley's has been Kind of redone and updated, and I was a little heartsick, but they got a great review in The Times, actually, <laughs> so. yes,
3: and they too have a great burger <laughs> i've heard yeah, so yeah,
1: they do okay, so what sets you on this course? What I just described
3: The heart of this book is that each bar has a story, and with each story, there's a bunch of authors who've either had drunken tales or been bad boys at the bar. Or um, <laughs> met at the bar, More and so women. I give you sort of an insider look on bars of yesteryear, going back to the late nineteenth century, wow. to bars today that have very robust literary reading series with contemporary Ooh. authors, bestsellers, mm. award-winning authors. Yeah, wow. So um, since I mentioned wow.
0: Chumleys, yeah, that sounds yeah. like your place. <laughs> in a very
1: self-interested <laughs> way, let's describe it together. You really yes. do kind of walk down an alley.
3: Yes, and Chumley's, they had a little bit of an issue. They were opened in Prohibition, which explains the secret door. Right now, it's it's a historic landmark. When they've re- since renovated it, they couldn't change the facade. The whole idea was you had to know a secret password, oh. and it's unmarked. So it
0: doesn't even have a sign.
3: It doesn't have a sign. Wow. They cannot That's put so a sign It just has there. a number. Oh, I want to so go. It's, so it's 86 Bedford Street, and it's totally nondescript. It's this this sand-colored building. It used to have a back entrance in an alleyway so that when the feds were coming in, <laughs> the, they could all sneak. Out in the back, through another another adjacent brownstone, and so leave cool. through another the door. Best place. That is so, so cool. honestly, but, I went.
1: I've been going there for years. Let's see. You list <laughs> in the book who is known to have met for drinks there on many occasions. So we've got James A. G. Dejuna Barnes, John Berriman, um, William Burroughs, Willa Cather, John Cheever, Gregory Corso, E. E. Cummings, Simone de Beauvoir. Uh, William Faulkner, Edna Ferber, Lawrence Ferlinghetti, Allen Ginsberg, Erica Jong, Alfred Kazin, uh John F. Kennedy, Jack Kerouac, Ring Lardner Jr., Sinclair Lewis, Norman Mailer, Somerset Maugham, Mary McCarthy, Frank McCourt, Jay McInerney, Margaret Mead, Edna St. Vincent Millay. She lived just down the street, by the way. Um, Arthur Miller, Marianne Moore, Anais Nin, Eugene O'Neill, Henry Roth, J.D. Salinger, Delmore Schwartz, Upton Sinclair, John Steinbeck, William Styron, Dylan Thomas, Lowell Thomas, James Thurber, Calvin Trillin, Thornton Wilder, and Edmund Wilson, to name a few. Yes. Did you say a name a
2: few?
3: Right. (laughs) All agree. And there's also Hemingway, Zelda, and F. Scott Fitzgerald. And uh, there was also this rumor that allegedly James Joyce went there and wrote something there, but he never set foot in the United States. And
1: lots of writers have flocked to that place because of this writing history and theatrical history. Lots and lots of reporters. You would find... You know, Hoping a million the of them in and of out. The place? Well, no, just <gasps> I don't know if it's a yeah. nod of respect Or, yeah, I mean, sure It's a yes. nod of respect yeah. Just, wow, here's where they sat Here's where they said all those witty things How
3: wonderful, let's have yeah. a drink It's the idea of hallowed ground you know, um, oh. like leaning against the bar at the White Horse Tavern. It's it's like a neighborhood joint, but you just know that this is where Dylan Thomas leaned up against and Pete Hamill. And a lot of these places, the bars still have cigarette burns and wow. chips in it. And you know, like I know that at uh, the Chelsea Hotel, at there at El Quijote, the uh, bar has. It just is, has layers of varnish and dirt and and all that. And just thinking of Patti Smith having a drink there with Robert Mapplethorpe, you just think, oh, my goodness, it's just so heady. Yeah. It's just so heady. You know, it's, it's wonderful.
1: And here's the thing. If you go to the city, to any mm-hmm. of these bars from this book, Storied Bars of New York, I encourage you to go with a friend or friends. And have a real conversation because you know what? That's what they did. It's That's not, why they went. It's not just staring yeah. at the surfaces, which is really fun. But then have a conversation about something, and you too will be in the spirit of meet, what these meet people Meet at the did. bar.
3: It's your It's almost like your other office and have meaningful conversation. And I would even go further is that even if you go alone, get to know the bartender. Mm. Speak to them because they have lives too. You might and story, discover. And stories. His, and stories. One bartender and I just started talking about the books we were currently reading. This was at Cafe Loop. And then he told me about, you know, people who come in from the new school and and hang yeah, out there. And this right is where they summer. have the after party for the National Book Awards and and so on. So you get to soak in not just the drink. You get to soak in. That history and that people talk about how in Europe, you know, they have buildings from the 1500s or whatever, but soaked into these walls and these rich oak floors, you just know that it just comes alive somehow yeah. and there's something about the ambiance and the atmosphere that has been preserved that you can almost have a salon conversation.
1: That's great. So here's, here's what we've done. We have taken the special drink celebrating each of the bars in New York that she's telling us about in this book and from Chumley's, which we're talking about now, which is in the village, we have a cocktail called Chaplin, which is blended scotch with a fernet and maple syrup and chocolate ice, um, <laughs> orange peel. And they tell you how to do this drink. But we have these on our website, thanks to Delia o
0: You'll see these recipes at the website. So you can make them at home and have these same conversations. Y- yeah, right? exactly. And have a bar moment. Exactly. Mm-hmm.
1: If you go to Chumley's, try this chaplain. You know, Absolutely. I mean, it's fun to do. Okay, now, how can we not do? It's almost like going to New York and saying, well, we're not going to do the Empire State Building because it's a cliché. You know, can you imagine saying the Empire State Building's a collision. Well, we can't not do the Algonquin Bar. I mean, and the, the round table, and make reference to that because we've got a cocktail called the Dorothy
3: Parker. So go ahead, Julia. The Algonquin is just such a beautiful place, and it was recently renovated. I, I love the Dorothy Parker, and actually, in my book, there are two drinks. One is the acerbic Mrs. Parker, and the other one is the Dorothy Parker, <laughs> um, because. Even though she wasn't a drinker before Prohibition, she ended up with quite the alcoholic habit towards the end of Prohibition. But the Dorothy Parker has gin, Saint-Germain, fresh lemon juice, honey to taste, and basil leaves. And Ooh, it's delicious. and the basil leaves are, are used as garnish, but I bet you could even just muddle that, too. So
1: what do we know? Did she drink it, or is this the bartender's specialty? This
3: is the bartender's specialty. Alan Katz, who owns the New York Distillery Company in Brooklyn, mm. he also came up with this drink as an homage to Dorothy Parker because of the gin and the prohibition and, you know, the whole bathtub gin and everything. And he makes a Dorothy Parker gin there that has various botanicals <laughs> so you could use Dorothy Parker gin mm-hmm. or not and they serve it in the blue bar which is a very beautiful John Barrymore he recommended years ago decades ago that you put blue lighting in there because since he was a stage director and an actor blue lighting makes everyone look really well it does well for your skin coloring so mm-hmm. go really there good for Even a bar. If yes exactly <laughs> You know,
1: lighting directors everywhere are smacking their foreheads right now because it's lavender (laughs) that really (laughs) makes people look great on stage. So I just want to say, all right, now we've got to squeak in one more. And again, I'm going to cop to being completely selfish. One of my favorite bars in New York is Bemelman's at the Carlisle. Really, this is a snazzy hotel. This bar, though... It doesn't feel like that inside because of the murals. You know, it has low ceilings. It just doesn't feel like that. And I will tell you something. They can make a cocktail in there. (gasps) You know, it's a jazz bar. And so there's music playing a lot of the time. They are phenomenal. They make, well, you tell us about it. All right, Delia, you'll do better. They make the old Cuban there. Go ahead. They
3: make the old Cuban. The old Cuban is sort of like if the mojito got married to a French 75 cocktail. (laughs) And um, that one was developed by, it's got Bacardi Ocho, uh, fresh lime juice. Whatever that is. Simple syrup, agnostic bitters. Mint sprigs and a splash of champagne Ooh, and it's oh. served up in a martini glass and of course Fun. it's shaken Oh, Bacardi Ocho
1: you were saying okay. Yes, okay. I'm, Eight I'm, year Bacardi I'm, 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 being I'm very partly
3: uh, Puerto Rican so theory. my yeah. Spanish yeah. Yeah. accent okay. came out yeah. okay. So yes and I too, I, I'm, I'm thinking she and I are going to go out to New York together yeah. because Bemelman's is my favorite too it's And we already the, love the same I, martini. I feel like I should drive retro when I go there. It has a very clubby atmosphere, the very small tables right on top of each other. Uh And then it has the Madeline, the painting, it's called Bemelmans because Ludwig Bemelmans, who wrote the Madelines children's books, he did the murals there. And they're in this beautiful ochre color they depict central park little new york scenes the carousels and then you see the madeline and her the girls that she was in boarding school with in two straight lines and it's very playful and then they have these at, go. at your table they have these little lamps with uh, shades to match. Mm-hmm. And he painted those murals in exchange for six months' stay with his family at the Carlisle. Nice. Oh, wow. wow. I would do that. Yeah. <laughs> I'd learn to paint. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: I'd weave chairs. that. You know that how beautiful these tables are with these little lamps Mm, on them, you know, that back in the day, back in the forties. They still have them. And it's just beautiful. The ambiance. You know, they if you if you order a martini in Bemelman's, they will give you the sidecar of the ice in a little miniature shaker, cocktail shaker. And they will say, And here, madam, is your ice it's a heck of a drink. I wouldn't hesitate to go in there by myself awesome. and just sit and chat I with would. people. And the music is phenomenal. They're usually a piano player and singer.
3: And the piano player, the person is not up on a the stage. They're right there with, with you on the floor. You're sitting adjacent to That's the piano cool. player. And sometimes you might even catch someone like a billy joel or a mm. bono or a cindy lopper who has dropped in and they may sing a tune there at the spur of the moment wow, wow. cool so That's you will cool. see
1: in this book you've got beau's kitchen and a bar room pete's tavern the old town bar the half king bar and restaurant hotel chelsea el quixote restaurant Cafe Loop, as we mentioned, Minetta Tavern and Restaurant, Elaine's, which of course is, um, you know, the writers and and a little bit of Star Bar, Uh, J Street Bar, Pete's Candy Store, the Shanty New York Distilling Company, franklin park the dead poet really it goes on and on P. every J. book Clark's. club in
0: america needs this as a guide to like if you read a book from one of these authors then you should have your book club meeting at one of these bars and
3: i think it's skype me in <laughs> yeah.
0: where do i go um, for a cocktail next tuesday
3: how much yeah. time do you yeah. have?
0: Yeah. Right. Will you take the train and All right. meet us? Let, let's Why a cocktail? Yeah. What would oh, you yeah.
3: say? What so I'm going take? in for dinner. Where are you going to send And Chris? I want a
0: before dinner cocktail.
3: Which part of Manhattan? I'm going to be right? in Midtown. Then I'd go to the Algonquin. And I would go to the blue room. You could either okay. sit in the outer area, which is the hotel lobby, yeah. or you can go into the blue room. Wow. So I would do that. And either what should one. I order? The Dorothy Parker yeah, or actually Dorothy. whatever your yeah. favorite play on a martini is. I guess mm-hmm. i got
0: to try the Dorothy Parker mm-hmm. because the story yes. is but, just too but good. In
1: a place like the Algonquin, yeah. would you agree, Delia, that the idea is to order a classic? In other words, if you like Manhattans, this is a good place mm-hmm. to order a Manhattan. Yes,
3: I definitely would do that. And most of the bars here, while well, they have some drinks for people who like their cocktails on the sweet side, mm-hmm. a lot of these places, the cocktail is elevated to something that is a work of Mixology genius. You know, it's nice. it's done like right. That. It has star power. They have the presentation. They shake it enough so that it's icy, so that all the flavors really hit your tongue. They're into like the five ingredients or fewer mm-hmm. in their cocktails. None of this. Mm-hmm. 17. Things yeah. that you have to make your cocktail with, or mm. that are sort of kitschy and, and overly sweet, mm-hmm. that are like you might get on a cruise ship.
1: <laughs> this is like at Bemelman's, same thing. I order all classic cocktails in there. Uh, they can make anything, yeah. but uh, because they really are going to make it well. So, you know, I mean, certainly I would order a Cosmo in there if, if I felt in the mood for it, but I, well, I will order a Manhattan yeah. or some. The gimlet. Yeah, the gimlet.
0: I would order a Gimlet. You make a strong Gimlet
3: a at Bellman's. Yeah, the
0: researchers for this book must have been so much fun.
3: <laughs> in all my years of nonfiction writing, I've never had anybody offer to help me do research except when I got this book. Contract.
0: <laughs> I'm there. I'll
2: meet you for a drink, drink. <laughs> sure. Yes,
3: yes. My, my days were like pub crawls, but I had to be, I interviewed the bartenders and sure. managers yeah. and owners. Well, you know,
1: it's wonderful to have a destination in New York because New York is such a big place. It feels oh, yeah. complicated to people. And to have this destination um, and a guide is a wonderful, wonderful thing. Yeah. Remember yeah. our Mike Colomeco books yes, that we featured? I was thinking about that. Yeah.
3: This book is also, what I did was, with that in mind, it's separated by, geographically. So if you're going to be in the East Village, the West Village, mm-hmm. Midtown.
0: Go right yeah. to that chapter and so, say, and that's what I need because I, I'm, like a lot of people, I leave the bar to the last thing. I make my hotel reservation. I make my dinner reservation. I know I'm going to see a show or whatever. So but the people. bar, it's mm-hmm. like, oh, we'll just stop. Somewhere and then I'm never really happy, but now I'm golden. (laughs) I'm getting a copy of this book, and yeah, I'm gonna pull this is gonna be the first thing. I'm gonna decide where I stay. (laughs) Right? This is first. (laughs) I'm giving you my here, I'm
1: (gasps) handing you my copy. Oh Oh, Oh. Happy Valentine's Day. And I I will I will
0: keep you updated on my travels.
1: Thank you so much, Julia Cape, for coming on the show. Storied bars of New York. What a wonderful idea. It's been a
3: pleasure talking about this
1: Yeah, thank you for being with us And thank you for listening and being part of the show And going to the website and talking with us on Facebook You can listen to The Food Schmooze on WNPR Thursdays at 3 and 9 and Saturdays at noon And of course we're online 24 hours a day And that's when we talk with you I talk with you at night, you know that sometimes (laughs) And don't forget, never eat more than you can lift. In New Haven, I'm Faith Middleton. Everybody eats when they come to mind.